You are listening to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Show. Welcome to the Real Estate Growth Hackers Live Show. My name is Zach Hammer, and uh, today we've got some great content for you. Today I've got Chris Wyatt. Chris has managed over $6.5 million in ads in the past four years across multiple channels. That's uh, Facebook, Google, Bing, Yahoo, uh, third-party networks all over the place. Chris is spending money helping people generate leads and helping them with marketing automation. Uh, that is uh, that's Chris. Chris's primary focus when he's doing this kind of marketing. Uh, Chris has been doing marketing since about 2007, uh, helping real estate agents during that time amongst other clients as well. So I'm going to go ahead and bring Chris in. Let's get him in. Let's get him into the discussion and let's find out some of uh, some of his tricks and tactics that you guys can implement today. Chris, welcome back. Hey, hey how's it going? <laughs> Good to have you here. And uh, uh, Chris, let's uh, let's go ahead and uh, and just dive right into this. So uh, sure. So let, let's start off. Let's let's talk a bit about you know what what is it that you do? Uh, kind of what's some context to this? What what do you do? How do you help people? That kind of thing. Let's let's talk about that. Uh, great question. So uh, it's a great question because the timing of the question is is good because I just recently hired a coach to help me really streamline what that what it is that I really bring to the table for clients and. And recently, uh, even before I hired the coach, it really kind of came down to three things. So I help clients really at the end of the day focus on three elements. It's strategy, execution, and results. That's, all, that's, that's really it. Because at the end of the day, no matter what I do, how I do it, uh, the strategy, a lot of people talk strategy, but nobody executes. And so they get poor results. Or right. you know, they've got, a, they've got a bad strategy, but they go out and take massive action and that while they might get mixed results, what ends up happening is it's like it's a circle. It, 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 right. it goes all the way back around to each other. So you start with a strategy, right? You go to execution, you get some results, but once you get results, you just refine the process. So you refine based on the numbers and the data that you're getting, hey, is this actually working out for us? Or is, is our cost per lead where it needs to be? Is our cost per, in, in the real estate space, how much is it costing us to close a new deal? Right. I'm getting 3% on a $275,000 house, right? You're going to make roughly about five to $5,500 off of that, right? Give or take a couple couple dollars, right? And so if I can generate a deal for $2,500, that means I'm doubling my money. So then right. you work backwards. Well, if I'm generating leads at $5 a piece, that means I have to generate 500 leads to close a deal. Now, if you do the math on that, one deal from 500 leads is well below 1%. So you basically only need to close less than 1% to still double your money and still have a really good uh, income within the real estate space if you're, you're getting, assuming a 3% uh, commission, right? Absolutely. So so that's what I work clients through is, is, is really the strategy, there's execution, there's results, and understanding their numbers. So the strategy and the execution and the results are really predicated around what your numbers are for your business. And so that's why I left the, that those left my really my my pivot points in my business around those three words and i don't didn't do something like kind of papa john's does with better ingredients better pizza papa john's because they predicate their whole business models around the ingredients so i don't want to say something like great strategy um uh meticulous or impeccable execution uh, amazing results because it, it just doesn't it doesn't because that's not true. I mean, right. you're not going to always get amazing results, and that's okay because you're get at least getting the data and you're finding out that's where's what the gold. Yeah, exactly. Where's the gold in this mine, man? Because 
you know, I've, I've got to dig out a lot of garbage before I actually get to the, the little little flakes. But once you get to a flake of, 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 of gold, guess what? You know, a few grams of gold is worth a couple hundred bucks. Right. And so, you know, but you have to go, the amount of work that you have to, I don't know if you've ever seen something with gold diggers, man, it's crazy the amount of work you have to go through to, to find, you know, just a five, 10 grams of gold. But the thing is, is you work all day for those five, 10 grams of gold, it's worth a thousand dollars. You know, yeah. it's worth, yeah. and you get to an ounce, it's, it, you know, you're looking at $2,500 for one ounce in a day, but it, you're moving probably hundreds and hundreds of pounds. So I basically work with clients to work back and, and set realistic expectations based on the strategy, based on what we're going to execute on, and based on what I believe on the strategy and execution and the timeline, what the results are going to be. Awesome. Awesome. So, so yeah, so, so to kind of boil that down, essentially people come to you, come to, you to not only uh, get help, get help. I'm, I'm still, I'm getting a little I'm bit, a little bit of there's a little uh, bit of an echo, but it, I think it's I think it's okay. Okay, cool. Um, so so people come to you and they get help not only with with the overall direction, right? Like you have you have strategies, you have tactics that that you have kind of in your in your tool belt that work for you. Um, but you not only you not only have those strategies, but you actually help them get it done. So you help help make that whole process seamless. You make it make it happen, and then you're also helping with okay. Here's the results that we generated. What does that do to help reinform? How do we adjust the strategy? How how do we adjust this that we're getting better results and and really paying attention to uh to the that overall um you know it, the, the the number one thing that you got to pay attention to is is what what's happening from this and how does that reinform our strategy and our and our execution? Right. Correct. Awesome. Correct. Awesome. Cool. Cool. And so and so you're primarily doing that with uh with with what like paid ads with. With other style campaigns, or is it is it mainly? Great question. Yeah. Great question. So over ten years, it's been an evolution, right? So yeah, as you mentioned, I've been doing this for ten years. So it started right. out with blogging and content, and and getting ranked in Google and being found number one, and all those other elements, right? But the, right. again, as with any type of marketing, that's very top of the funnel. That's very like traffic is very very top of the process, and that's easy to do. I can drive you traffic all day, but if you're driving the wrong traffic, it doesn't matter, right? So um, I'm primarily focused now on paid traffic because I can control, you know, where I'm putting the message, who I'm putting it in front of, and uh, the quality of the person that I'm reaching out to. So therefore, if I can control the, who the quality of the person I'm reaching out to, right, then I can therefore control the quality of the lead of the prospect that's coming in. Absolutely, absolutely. And it's really... The, the the biggest thing that I love about about paid traffic, whether it's real estate or any other space, but w- one of the biggest things that I like about it is is you can you can conceptualize a strategy, and you can get implementing, and immediately know, hey, is this is this even remotely working or is it not? And you get some really quick, really immediate feedback. Whereas with with strategies like 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 SEO, they're they're good, they're worthwhile, but you've got weeks to months before months. you yeah months. what you did paid off nonetheless uh, you know is are, are these pages that you're ranking are they actually generating business for you that kind of thing so it, it's it, it's it you know people people look at seo as if it's like this free traffic this free thing but no, nothing is free right you nothing, really- nothing is free you're paying somebody to write the content for you right. to distribute the content for you to get some press releases maybe even get you some natural natural pr through maybe a local radio station through a local um, news station, right. um, maybe even through a press release where you get syndicated across you know, news sites and stuff like that to try to get somebody to pick you up. Right. Um, even that, I mean, again, you're getting somebody, you're paying somebody to, to perform a job. And to me, um, 
or, or, or you're spending it on yourself, right? Regardless. Or you're time yourself, which if you're a real estate agent, you don't have time for that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Or, or, or at least the most that I talk to, you don't have time or, or you're actually trying to scale your business back. And by scaling your business back, you want to maintain or grow the business, the amount of deals you're closing, when you want to work less hours. You don't want to work 60, 70, 80 hours going to every uh, LATIP and BNI and uh, meetup that you can possibly join in the world just to start handing out your business cards and shoving your business cards in front of people, man. Right. How about you get in front of people that are looking for your service? You know, right. that, that was what how I even got in in 2007 was I was promoting a product that was like, you know, was referral based marketing. And I was just like, dude, like this is there has to be a better way. Like right. if I could get this product in front of people who are actually looking for it, it would right. make more sense. It makes it would just make more sense. So um, that's exactly what I started doing. I started like, how do I get a product or service? And then for, and it culminated in the different services and jobs that I had. I was generating leads for myself with like merchant, merchant services, um, you know, real estate for some people trying to try to broker deals and wholesale some deals, right. um, various things like that. And then, and then it culminated into me offering it as a service and for, you know, the health insurance space and then, uh, various other financial uh, markets as well, um, right. and then it then it you know it just gradually evolved into different verticals. And, and it doesn't matter what the and the reason I bring this up is not to get off topic is to say that in all of these spaces that have been e-commerce, whether you're selling, I had an I had a client an SEO that sold sold adult onesies. So how yeah. does adult onesies <laughs> how does adult onesies that are you know teddy bear colored onesies how does that translate translate to to real estate? Right. Well, the same strategies, the same execution, the same results are, are applied, the same methodology of getting people to your site, taking those people down a path to to actually convert into a lead, to convert into a sale. So you're actually making money on it is the exact same process. What I mean, it's the exact same. Some of the mechanisms are a little bit different, right? The e-commerce right. site, you have them add the cart, then they go to a cart page, then they go to a checkout page, and then you, uh, you they purchase, right? But um, but a lot of times people add to cart and they don't they don't convert. So what do you do is you send out follow up emails to the people that didn't convert because you have their emails because they started the process, but they didn't complete it. So you send out what we call a cart abandonment emails and you right. get those people back to reengage with you. It's the same thing with with when you generate a lead for a first time home buyer or for a veteran or uh, you're trying to find sellers. Right. There's people that are probably not going to pick up their phone the first time that you interact with. It's just not right. going to happen. So you have to set up an email sequence and a text sequence. And if, if you want to get start getting even more fancy, maybe even do you, you're starting to do voice broadcasts and you're dropping voicemails into these people's uh, voicemail boxes. Um, I'm going to interrupt you real quick. I, I, we're, we're getting into some of the content. I definitely want to talk about this, but I want to make sure we have the context around it so that people are able to, to internalize it because you're talking about some powerful stuff that I think, I think we need to give people the context to know exactly how to use what you're talking about. So sure. It, Real quick to, to wrap up part of what we just talked about. So so paid uh, paid ads, SEO, all these other yep. strategies, right? One of the things that's important for everybody to understand about this, like th honestly, they, they all have their benefits. They all have their detriments, right? It, it's correct. I, there's no there's no problem with SEO in terms of like, does it work? No. Sure. Can you get results? Sure. It, yes. Like it, it's just if if you are in a situation where you need business right now, SEO is not it's your not the, It's exactly. not paid traffic is one hundred percent. Paid traffic can get you leads. They can get you now, and and by especially when you're leveraging something like a 
like digital to get this paid traffic, you're very readily able to say, this is what it cost me to generate the lead. This is how many of those leads I'm converting. And you can know very quickly, is this campaign paying for itself or not? And with SEO, it's just the, the process is so much farther drawn out. It's harder to know that. So uh, in terms of strategy, you know, yes, like having, having tactics where you're putting out content, having tactics where you're doing that, it's worthwhile. It can work. It can generate business. Um, paid, paid traffic is just really great at a very specific problem, which is how do you generate business now? And so, so that's where some of this other stuff that you're talking about comes into, right? Where it's like thinking through, hey, if I'm going to spend money uh, to, to actually generate some of this traffic to, to drive somebody to a page, right? Like one of the biggest mistakes that I'm seeing uh, the average person who just dump, jumps into this on their own is they're like, I'm just going to send them to my listings or I'm just going to send them to my homepage. Right. And like, and that does nothing, right? Like, uh, like where's the value? What, 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 what uh, you just assume that I'm just going to see it and want to buy it. Like, I, I don't know who you are. I don't know what value you bring to me and, and why I should be utilizing you as my agent or, you know, or, or buying properties that you're representing as the the seller agent. Like, there's there's no there's no relationship. Right. Um, there's no relationship that's being built there. So for me to 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 do that, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, and so and so first first off, you know, any any ad that's created, any any paid traffic strategy that's used, the the first thing that you got to do is you got to know. Right. Like like who you're going after. Right. So in terms of in terms of targeting, in terms of audience, like who who are you actually trying to reach and what are the ways that you can reach them? So. So for you, what are what are some of these what are some of these audiences that you like to go after? What are some of these these groups of people that in the real estate space uh, perform well in order to then send them somewhere? And we'll talk about where you send them in a second. But where mm -hmm. what are some of these audiences that you like to go after? A uh, great question. So for me, um. I try to isolate, um, well, I got to take a step back. It really depends on the agent and it really right. depends on the market. So if I'm in it, for instance, if I'm in an area where I know that there's a high military presence, right? right. I'm probably going to try to target military individuals, right. right? Generally, for the most part, they are more serious buyers and more serious sellers. They just got you know, uh, deployed to go to another place or they just got, they were told to go from San Diego to Jacksonville or uh, to a base in Texas. It doesn't matter where they got, you know, uh, deployed to or, or who they got restationed at. They've got an urgent and pressing. Ha they have an urgent and pressing need to, to either buy or sell and probably right. both. Right. And so targeting those individuals who are, who are in that space to target them as sellers and buyers is is a really good way to generate leads um, and, and they tend to be for the most part tend to be the credit tends to be a little bit better um, right. and they tend to be more serious so even if their credit isn't as good there's the programs that they they qualify for again you know this as a real estate agent um tend to be a little bit more flexible and you right. can get you can get a a, a va loan you know, was the credit score as low as 550. I even had somebody say they have programs where they can get somebody with a 525 as long as they can show, show obviously steady income, which they have because they're in the military. So, right. um, so I, I tend to find those just, that that's really low hanging fruit. Yeah. Um, again, factoring in the fact of do they have high military presences in certain areas or in certain cities or certain metro, metro areas like Norfolk, Virginia. If you're in Virginia, 
right. right? If you're in Northern Virginia, Quantico, like you're going to have a high military presence there. So targeting in and around that area or for the whole state for that matter, because it doesn't matter if they're, if you're, if you're a real estate agent licensed in Virginia, it doesn't matter if they're in Norfolk or if they're in Northern Virginia and Alexandria, you can help them, you know, because you're licensed in that area. If they're a buyer in particular, if they're a seller, obviously you need to be local. Um, so, so there's that. Um, so that's number one to try to keep this a little bit tidy. Uh, okay. Number two, so we've got uh, number two. So military for sure. Military, one hundred percent. Number two, um, that I that I really like to go after. I really like sellers, man, because right. I I tend to try to get guys. You know, when I need to work with an agent that needs to see results sooner than later, it's easier to help them identify somebody who's looking to sell a house get them in front of them and, and, and let them pitch themselves to that person. And then they can pitch them a campaign that I can run for them, like an open house campaign. So there's actually two campaigns, two marketing campaigns that are happening simultaneously. One, you're trying to reach out to sellers, right? You're trying to find people who are likely to move, who, who own homes, who may, might be open to moving or open to upgrading their house. And there's different types of strategies that are involved in that. Maybe you target, um, families with newborns uh, that also own a home who are likely to move in a given area, right? That's, that's multiple layers of targeting that you have there. A lot of people don't think about those things. Like why would somebody who has a house who just had it, why would somebody that just has a house that just has a kid be likely and likely to move be, or, or even just those two, not even, even the likely to move target. Why would those people be likely to end up moving anyway, even if they don't fall under that category? Well, they're 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 expanding. Their 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 family is getting bigger. They're they're having to move anyway. You know, and I can say this from personal experience. I've got a kid that's seven, four, and two. So right. for me, I've in the process of in that exact process. So that that market came to my mind. It's like, well, that makes sense. Like, right. you know, target people who who are, are are moms and dads who have kids and have newborns. They're going to be more more likely to be interested to in the idea of buying a house now, getting out of an apartment, and actually buying. Now there might be some education process in there, like what they can apply for. Can they get a first home, you know, uh, first time home buyer FHA type of loan? If right. they're in a more rural, in a more rural area outside of a metro area, do they qualify for a USDA agricultural or a rural loan? Um, what what do they qualify for and what area are they in that you can actually educate them on the products and services? Again, you got to educate these people. So once a lead comes in for these types of people, you have to nurture them. So the second market is is really kind of that uh, is is the sellers, but it's how you how you target those people for the open houses. So for so so step one is you find sellers or people that are likely to move in a given area based on what I've already shared. Okay. okay. And so, so if you're if you're ahead. targeting if you're targeting likely to move, then very often, um, so very often you you're also finding people who um, who who are buyers who just also want to sell, right? Like you're 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 often finding both, right? You're finding buyers and sellers on the same process. Buyers and sellers, it's kind of like a, a, a golden, you know, kind of a golden, a right? I mean, you're getting right. people who are, who are likely to to move that again are looking to sell, but they're looking to buy. So you help them sell their house. Maybe you don't necessarily help them sell, help them buy, but you refer them somebody. And then you get, you know, obviously because you're, you're an agent, you refer them, you, you can get, you know, a slice of the action or some, something set up to where when you send that referral and they close business, you get a piece of that. Right. So Absolutely. you're getting a double whammy there. And even if you don't, even if you don't, even if you only get the seller, what I was alluding to is that 
your your pitch to sellers is is very simple. The pitch to sellers is okay. Not only my pitch to you is this: I can help you sell this house as fast as possible at the best possible price, right? Quickly, right? right. That that's my and I'm gonna run marketing campaigns for you, right? So what right. I'm going to do is once we figure out a date that we're gonna do the, the the open house. Let's say it's a Sunday between one and four, which is a very common time. You run a Facebook campaign that shares a, a brief walk through the house or a bunch of ads of different rooms that are in the house in like a carousel style, right? I'm, I'm basically giving you my campaigns. This is, this is, this is right. money. This is what I run. This is, if you were to go run these today, you would, you would be able to generate leads for a dollar to $4 a piece. So you get them, you spend a hundred dollars. Let's say you spend hundred, $150 over six days to get people to opt in to attend the open house, right? Right. And you, and you get them to opt into the open house to come check it out, to schedule appointment to come to the open house, right? right. Um, so that you have a dedicated set of time side for them um, so that you're not inundated with a bunch of other people. And guess what ends up happening? You, you get, you know, you spend a hundred bucks, you get, you know, 25 to 50, maybe even 75 people signed up for this open house, right? You're probably going to get 10 to 15% of those people to actually show up. Now, there's some strategy things there to help with the show up, right? You need to text these people, you need to email them, let them remind them that the open house is happening. And, and there's things there to help with that in ratio, but I'm just gonna say it's 10 to 15%. You're gonna get eight to 15, 15%, uh, eight to 15 people to actually show up from the ad plus the people that are gonna come naturally from seeing the open house sign. So now you're gonna have roughly at least probably 25 to 50 people that are going to show up to this open house, some from your marketing, some from referrals from your marketing, right? For people, because what ends up happening is people start sharing it. People start sharing local. Hey, Sally, check this out. They have an open house down the street. You're looking at a home. Boom. Now you've got other people that were not part of your original target that are sharing now and interacting. And now you pick up some organic, um, some organic traffic and some, some referral traffic from these people sharing and then you end up with what ends up happening is you get 50 people to show up, 25, 50 people show up, and you leave that day. That next couple of days, you get four or five offers on the house. You get right. two offers. You get two offers at asking. You get one below asking. You get another one that's slightly below that offer, and then you get one above asking. And guess what? You figure out which one works best based on the additional terms. Okay. Yeah, we'll cover closing costs. Yeah, we'll do X, Y, and Z. And guess what ends up happening? You have five offers for one open house in one week. You sell a house literally no, no, no. Like literally from the time that you get the listing from the seller to actually start promoting for them and getting that open house that next Sunday, make sure the house is staged, make sure the house is clean, make sure everything is way that it needs to be, make sure the lawn's cut, you know, everything you got to do to make sure the open house is run successfully, get your derbs, make sure everything's kosher. I'm not kosher as eating, but make sure everything's running, running the right way. Maybe it is kosher. Um, <laughs> whatever that is, like you make sure it's, everything is, is, is buttoned up. Your, your eyes are dotted, your T's are crossed. And right. you four, five, six offers from from that marketing campaign, and probably again a couple of them probably came from that marketing campaign. And now you have people trying to outbid each other. Right. And you sold the house really in two weeks. How much yeah. can more? How much? How much more can someone really ask to be able to move a house from the time that you got the you got the listing? We're able to put it up, get marketing out, and actually have an offer that you're accepting within a week and a half, two week period of time. That's how you do it. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, so let's unpack that a bit. We just got, you just covered yeah, it. I, I gave you, I gave you a lot. I basically gave you a course <laughs> in like, in like 15 minutes. But, so, so yeah, so let's, let's unpack that a bit. So, so the kind of the overall strategy here is we're talking about, we're talking about an open house style Facebook ad. Okay. And so, yes. so, so let's unpack this. Well, so, you gotta get the, you gotta get the, you gotta get the seller first. Okay. So, we, so, so let's assume for now, uh, in, in terms of list, let's assume that we've got the seller. So we've got a list. Okay. 
we've got our property. Okay, sure. so uh, and and that might be a big assumption for people. So if you guys, if if you want more information on any of this, if you want that more answers, yes, ask questions. I would love to ask particular. I mean, we had fifteen people, you know, yeah. here a couple seconds ago. We're, we're we're jamming out now. We're getting some people yeah. showing up. If so, so if want to get some questions, questions drop them in the comments, guys. Make sure that you're uh, that you're engaging. We want to make sure to to gear this comment, you know, the the stuff to you. But real quick, because uh, I'm not positive where everybody's coming in from, so I'm going to drop this on here again, real quick, just to make sure. Real estate growth hackers. So you gotta you gotta make sure if uh, if you aren't currently, you want to be watching this on uh, Facebook.com/slash Real Estate Growth Hackers. Uh, you should be able to click a link somewhere around wherever you're watching this, and and the link will say Real Estate Growth Hackers. You want to go there to watch this uh, just to make sure that when you drop a comment, we're able to see it, we're able to interact with it. Otherwise, we won't be able to see it. So go there to watch if uh, if you want to be able to engage. But drop comments below. We would love to interact with you and make sure that we're gearing this content toward you. But uh, so real quick, diving into this, let's uh, let's talk uh, let's talk about this. So so before we even create our ads, we've got our seller right? We've got our seller. Um, before we even create our ad, uh, well, I guess technically in, in the ad flow, you do your targeting after. But let's talk about targeting first. Because I always like to think first and foremost, who am I creating this this ad for? Who am I creating this content content for? So let, let's talk about that. Who who are we targeting with this specific open house style Facebook ad? Uh, some of the original targets that I mentioned. Um, so you're going to target very close close around where the existing house is okay, because so a lot of times people don't want to move very far so targeting within a five to ten mile radius uh is sufficient okay cool and so you can actually do that by the way guys if you don't know anybody watching this you can you can literally take the address of your listing plug it into uh into facebook and you can set a radius around that address right so so all these other uh all these other things um, combined, you can you can take that address and do a radius around it. Okay, so we've got we've got a radius around our property. What else are we doing? Great question. So likely to move, likely um, to move, like, likely to move. And sometimes, man, to be honest, you can just do a radius around. And if you're a real estate agent, right? Here's here's another way to make sure these campaigns uh, are successful, or as the kids would say, they pop off. Uh, make sure they're 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 doing they're doing well. Is if you have a list of uh, of people that are already in your database, which if you're a real estate agent, you already have this, right? Right. You have probably hundreds of emails. You take these emails, right, of people that you've particularly, if you have a good amount of uh, of at least a hundred emails that you can that you've closed deals o- with over the last however many years that you've been in business right and it could be even people that you've done business with buyers sellers doesn't matter combination of both right and you pop them into facebook in a, a thing under audience right and it, what it does is you can create what they call a lookalike audience which basically right. takes the demographic of the people that you've done business with right and allows you to target people that fit that exact demographic around that five to 10 mile radius. So you're targeting your exact potential client, right? Right. And it works better, again, if you have people that have actually done business with, they've actually bought, they've actually sold, even it's even more of a tighter, so a bit tighter of, a, of an audience. And right. you target even that look like, and then you separate them. Maybe you do one for people that uh, have opted in and, and you've had communication with over the years, and another one for people that, um, have uh, again closed and actually done business with you. And you target them separately, 
And so, what it, yeah, so let, let's, right. let's, let's unpack this, this a little yeah, bit. That's a lot, there's a lot of meat in that. So yeah, if you don't know how to run Facebook ads, yeah. So, so, uh, so what, what, so the, the, the lookalike audience or the custom custom audiences. So essentially what Facebook is doing is this, is there, you're uploading your list and uh, with whatever information you've got, whether that's um, name, email, address, phone number, whatever, whatever of these points that let Facebook know who, who you're looking at. And what they're going to do is they're going to take this list, they're going to match it up to Facebook users that they have, people that, that based on that information, they know these people are on Facebook. And then using, I forget what it is, it's like over 100 different data points, something like that, that they're, that they're using for these lookalike audiences. But they're, they're seeing what's similar about this group of people. So I upload 100 people that are past clients. They're going to find all the things that connect these people. What are the things that make these people most similar? And then they're going to take that information. They're going to say, okay, these are, this is kind of our, this is our, our, uh, our, our mold. This is the, 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 the perfect person that, that is this audience. Now I'm going to go out and I'm going to find about, like a million people across the entire U.S. that are like those people. And, that, and that's, that's essentially, that's what a look like audience is. So it's a really powerful way um, where if, if you've got a list of people that you know are your ideal client, people that you've done business with in the past, or that you're in good communication with today, you're able to leverage that list to, to create a really good audience of people that are like them uh, on Facebook using these custom audiences. So, okay, so we got, we got lookalike audiences. Uh, yep. We've got... Um, as, as kind of one, one potential way of doing this targeting, we've got a radius around the property with likely to move. Uh, and just like, I, I, I think you were going into this. Um, I've also found, uh, that sometimes you don't even need the likely to move, right. Depending on what you're doing. You don't, no, if you, if you do the target, if you do the, the radius, sometimes you can just do radius and it works, right? right? Exactly. So it, it, again, because what's going to engage people is if you do a quick little walkthrough, if you go through and, and you're a real estate agent. I'm t- man, sometimes I wish I was an agent because this is so, it's so <laughs> powerful that literally I can, I can go to somebody that, you know, you see, maybe you want to do a little bit, you're old school, right? You see somebody that has a for sale by owner, right? Right. And you walk up to the house and you say, you know what? I can sell your house in, in the next week, um, within the next week, right? I can have, I can have five to 10 offers on your house within the next week. And you say, if I don't do that, then I don't get your contract. Right. right. But if I do do it, if I do do it, and the only thing that I really need access to is your house when it's straightened up and your, your yard when it's straightened up. And all you need to do is you need to go and get yourself a selfie stick. And what <laughs> you do is you, you literally, you walk through the house, right. you show the different rooms, you talk about the features and the benefits, you talk about the schools, you talk about the curb appeal, you talk about everything that you do to sell the house, right? You put that on Facebook in this exact format and these people that we're targeting, the exact way that we're just shared with you you will get phenomenal response. That's one way. The second way is to go in and just snap photos, get maybe hire somebody to, that can actually do some really nice, well-lit photos. You don't want dim lit photos when you're trying to right. do this because you're just not going to get response. If your images are not, and I want to make sure that I, I say this, and I probably got ahead of myself. If your images are not crisp, if your video is dark and it is not well lit, you are not going to get the leads at the cost of what I just said. <laughs> Right. It, you, and, and, it's and just this, not going to happen. This is such an, an important element. It, it, whether, whether, and not even just lighting. Lighting is kind of like the, the fundamental thing that makes the biggest difference in terms of whether or not Correct. this will look good. But it but, can't be overlooked. It needs to be stated like lighting. Yeah. Okay. And then you talk about a couple things back to lighting. Like I'm going to probably pull it up <laughs> three or four more times before we're done. But you have to have lighting. And my wife's a photographer. So right. I, I, I even have a, have a little bit more of a partial, you know, uh, a, a biased perception on it as well because. 
lighting is so key. Like, you know, I don't have that great of lighting in my office. Obviously, it's kind of annoying me actually as I'm watching this, you know, that I probably need to have like a, a backdrop light. And the thing is, my wife has all these lights and I could be setting them up, but I, I just don't because I have all this natural light that comes in. But if I was to sell a sell a house, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not trying to sell a house. You know, I'm not trying to sell a property based on the aesthetics. I'm I'm here to share value. So my point is, is that those, 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 that foundational aspect, I'll let you get into it. You got to have good lighting. If your lighting is off, when you do right. your walkthrough video or when you try to get a bunch of images so you can do like a carousel, it's a different type of Facebook ad where right. it just people can kind of scroll through. And you've probably seen them where it lets you scroll through. I mean, if you've ever went shopping for a car, you're getting retargeted with carousel ads. You'll see these car dealerships that will, will pop back up in your feed as soon as you check out a site, you know, Car Gurus or uh, KBB or any of these sites. They'll retarget you with, you know, seeing you'll see a car for, you know, 15.9 and 100,000 miles and the next one slash slash. Same thing with your thing. You'll basically be showing them different rooms of the house, uh, right. different things. And and what that does is it get different people are going to respond to different things. A lot of people like kitchens, so they're going to want to see the kitchen image. A lot of people like to see what the size of the bedrooms, because that's really important to them. Some of them just want to see if, how open the layout is, because that's very, very important to them. Is there a back patio? What's the size of the yard? Is it corner lot? Is it down in the end? What, what, you know, how far off the street is it? Like, There's all these things that you can show by walking out of the house in these pictures that are going to be important. And you want to, again, have them well lit so that it tells a, a much better and clearer story um, so you get the engagement that you really want um, when you're running your ads. So, so, so foundational. So foundational. They got to have great lighting when you do this stuff. It's a no-brainer. If you don't, you're not going to get dollar to $4 leads. I mean, even if you're getting $5 leads, the 2 to $5, 2 to $6 leads, it, you're going to get them with good light. If you don't have good light, it's going to double and triple your cost. Yeah, and yeah. so it's it's not just the lighting though. I mean, that's 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 the thing. Like it, it, the lighting is the foundational element that that creates what is what is necessary, which is the good photo, right? So so the lighting is definitely it's 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 one of the biggest things that's going to make or break a photo being good. But but the the foundational thing to understand is you know like hey, if if you are in the real estate business, be a professional and get good photos. Right. Like, like, don't try and like it, it, become and, a photographer overnight. Yeah. It, like, it, sure. If, if you are passionate about photography and you want to learn how to take excellent real estate photos, power to you. But if you are a real estate professional and your job is to sell homes, my recommendation is to find a professional and get professional photos done. Right. Because like it's going to make or break not only not only this type of strategy, but everything else. Get good photos now. Um, the lighting aspect that you mentioned is is going to be more important or um, is going to be very specifically important when you're when you're doing like the selfie stick video. Um, so it, it is very important to mention for sure for for something like the the video that you're going to do on Facebook. You don't have to necessarily overproduce that. Now, if you if you do have the means and you do have the ability to go in and do a really great video that's really well done, you know what you're doing. That's not going to hurt you either. But. You, the 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 video style of just going through with like a selfie stick and, and talking through the property that can be fairly simple you just you do like like you mentioned you need to have good lighting you need to yep. you need all the rooms to be well lit um, but for the photos themselves like note it, sure everybody's got their own budget they've got their own things that they've got to get done but as soon as possible in a real estate business one of the things that makes or break your ability to successfully market a property is going to be the quality of photos that you take of, of that home so mm -hmm. so absolutely okay so we've got so we've got our targeting we're targeting people around the area we've got uh, likely to move sometimes we don't need it because the reality is 
people just like looking at houses. So we get good engagement. They connect you to the right people. You get that sharing. Um, but we, right. we want people around the area. Um, we can also potentially use lookalike audiences to, to target uh, target people that are like the clients that we've already had. So that's the kind of people that we're targeting. Now, the style of ad. Now, you, you already started uh, talking about this. So so we've got two different style of ads that we can do. We've got the carousel, uh, carousel photo style ad. And we've got the, uh, the, the, the video walkthrough, right? Those, those are two different styles that we can do. So the, the, two, the two different main, main ones that are the most successful for, right. particularly for an open house. Awesome. Okay. So, so when we're talking about carousel, uh, carousel style ads, for anybody who doesn't know what those are, that's, that's the style ad where, uh, you know, when you're looking through on, on Facebook, on your phone or on the computer, um, you see an ad pop up and it's got like multiple images and you can, you know, if you're on your phone, you could swipe through, you could see different images. And so what Chris is saying is that you can use those different images to feature different big features about the house. You could feature the, the, the beautiful kitchen. You could feature the wide open living room. You could feature an amazing backyard or maybe a pool or the, uh, or the curb appeal, but it gives you the opportunity to expose multiple elements of that property uh to to get more engagement now the the video walkthrough is kind of doing the same thing right chris where it's it's showing you these different elements but it's doing it in a video format where they can see it they can hear your voice you can you can talk them through this okay cool so we've got we've got our we've got our targeting we've got our ad um itself we're so we're basically talking about the property we're inviting them to the open house where where are we sending them what are we actually doing with this what great question go ahead great question so you can do several things, but for speed of implementation, for, for the most part, for real estate agents, is, is a lead ad. So as soon as that, you can actually have those people pop in a form on Facebook. So when they click learn more or uh, sign up now or there's right. a couple of apply, apply now, it's not obviously applicable. Learn more is probably going to be the most, uh, probably the one that you use, the right. button type that you use. Uh, when they click learn more, it takes them within, within Facebook. It uh, you can allows them to basically fill out you, and you set up the form the way you, you want. What do you want information for? Do you want their first name? Do you want their last name? You want an email and you want a phone number, right? Those are the main. Those are the main four things that you want. And you actually could have the the first, the name actually be a full name, so it's actually only three fields. And the reason why you would do that is because the less fields that they have to fill out, the more submissions you're going to get, more people you're able to follow up with. The, again devil's advocate the more fields that you put in the more qualified the person's going to be and the more interested they're going to be so there's always pros and cons to everything that you do for me i'm a big i'm a i'm a numbers game guy give me as many leads as i possibly can to put in my pipeline because i'm not going to prejudge them now if right. you're in a situation where again you only want to deal with high-end people or people that are more serious go ahead first name last name email phone number maybe even put the address uh, of the house that they're looking at because maybe right. you have multiple listings um, maybe you put, um, do they know, um, do they currently, are they currently pre-qualified, uh, for a house again, uh, all, 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 these, all these questions, additional questions to, to help qualify them so that, right. you know, when they're inquiring about this house that they're really serious so that, okay, is this somebody I'm going to really want to pick up and actually try to call, or am I just going to let my email sequences, you know, when they submit this, it's going right. to go to my, you know, my MailChimp account or my AWeber or goes to my back end, you know, real estate CRM, my customer right. uh, relationship management tool to where when they submit, you know, it sends them out an email and a text. Um, we'll get right. into more of that too, but uh, that's what I recommended at least initially because right. Name, the so, reason for that is, is the speed of implementation to actually start getting results right away. 
we can talk about other funnels and other ways to do that. Send them to a landing page and that landing page then helps you with your marketing automation and a few other things that help in, on the back end once you actually get a lead. Um, but I would start with lead ads first. Quality is going to be a little bit lower because you're, they're not leaving Facebook. So there's it, it, the level of seriousness and the ease of them being able to complete it is, is, a, is, is there. Right. Um, but one of the here's the big tip, big tip that most people don't don't do, and I've been doing this for myself lately in other verticals. Let's hear it. Let's hear the big uh, tip. The big tip is is that when you select and you actually go to uh, do a form on on these forms when you do lead ads, right? Is right. Facebook allows you to select the person's email address, phone number, uh, right. name, and uh, all these all these different elements that you could possibly have them do. Here's the catch. Those stuff, those that that piece of information is pre-populated, meaning that based on that person's profile, that information is then put into that ad, making clicks. Literally, the whole thing can pre-populate, pre meaning it's right. already filled out for them based on their profile on Facebook, and then they click submit. What right. I try to do is you, there's an option down below there where it says custom field. I think it says custom field. It might say okay. something else. It's, it's, it says custom question. I think custom question or custom field. And what you do is you do the exact same thing. You put full name and then you basically give them short, it says short. I think one of the options is short answer, drop down or poll or something like that. And so what right. you do is you actually have them, you, you put, you put name there and then it's a short field. And so it says full name, just like it would if you actually clicked on, again, it would still look a lot easier if I was able to show you a video of it. But the point wow. is, is that. I'm with you. So, so you're so using. You're, you're with me, but I see the ages might not be able to see it. But basically, the point is, is instead of the the the, the takeaway from this is instead of it being pre-populated from Facebook and the information potentially being old, because I don't know about you, but my phone number that's on my Facebook profile is not the one that's actually my phone number that works right now. And I need to update that as a marketer. I should update that. But right. it's something that just recently it was like, oh man, I haven't updated that in a while. Like. The, the email address that's on there is like, if that one's okay, I still use it, but it's not the one that I really want people to email me from when they're trying to, you know, to, to inquire about business. Or if, again, it's my personal Facebook page, I'm not too worried about it because my personal Facebook page, I try not to do too much business on my personal and then I have a, like a, a business page. But um, the point is, is that that information a lot of times is inaccurate. So if somebody has an old phone number, so you try to reach out to them or you try to text them and it comes back, the number doesn't work anymore. So this is the reason why you would want to have the custom answer uh, aspect is because then they have to manually fill out the information. Does it impact the qual does it impact does it impact the ratio or how cheap the lead is? Yes. But will the quality be better? Yes. So I would recommend uh, not allowing them to pre-pop it, making them have to manually fill it out with a custom field. Um, and it helps with the quality of the ad, which therefore kind of kind of evens out the quality issue of maybe sending them off the site and having to fill out a form maybe on your website or somewhere else. Right. They're still staying right. on Facebook and they're still having to manually enter it and it's not making it super easy for them. And that way you're able to get updated information, correct email address, correct phone number, and whatever other questions that you would want to ask them are as accurate as possible. Therefore, your leads are better. Yeah. And, and so, so the concept makes a, makes a ton of sense. I think uh, so, so let, let's, let's, let's talk a, a bit about some of the, these ideas. So um, what, what I would say is, is there's going to be a lot of good opportunity to, um, to, to test this. And it's it's likely going to vary depending on depending on who you're targeting, depending on your market, for for which way of doing this is going to be more accurate or not. 
Um, because you, you, you have a couple of different things at play here, right? So you've got what, what's nice when you're leveraging the pre-filled Facebook stuff, you at least have, at some point, they put in information that, that, that was accurate, right? Because most people aren't filling out their Facebook profile with, with bogus information. Whereas Correct. people often put in bogus information into a, uh, into a form if they feel like they're going to get you know, hounded or something. So depending on where they are mindset-wise. So, so you may have that at play where, where, where sometimes you'll get better information that way. But just like you mentioned, Facebook information gets out of date. Maybe it was accurate at some point, but it's not, it's not what they're currently using and actively paying attention to today. So by forcing them to fill it out, the, you, you're potentially capturing more of those people that, that are putting in their modern, current, accurate information right now. Um, so like what, what makes sense to me is that this is, this is the kind of strategy, this is why you work with somebody like Chris, right? This is, this is why you work with somebody who, who is testing and playing with this stuff, for, you know, for you, with you, um, so that you can, you can have somebody in, in your court who's like, like, let's test both of these, right? Let's, let, let's see what works. Let's see how those results are coming. Let's see which one's producing the, the best results, because these are the kinds of things that, uh, that when you step back and you look at it, you're trying to play with accuracy and you're playing with conversion rates where you can kind of see these different areas to test and to say, you know, let, like, let's, let's see what it does if we make them fill it out, right? We'll get, we'll likely get less leads, but they'll be higher quality because they're actively having to fill out the information rather than just, you know, just, you know, mashing the button um, to, to go right. ahead and, and, and fill out the lead. So awesome, awesome tips there. So again, the lead forms for anybody who missed this, this is actually a thing that you can do in a Facebook ad um, where instead of sending them off the site, there's a form that they fill out. Uh, you know, they could do it from their phone. They could do it from the computer. Um, and it's all integrated within Facebook. They don't have to leave Facebook. So the, the benefit of this is that you could generate, uh, you, you could often generate more leads um, by not leaving Facebook. Um, the quality of the leads may go down as a result. So one of the ways that, that Chris is talking about to mitigate this is the, uh, is the custom fields where you get them to manually fill it out. So you're getting more people that are uh, proactively interested in what you're doing. So awesome, awesome strategies there. Cool stuff. So, okay. So, so, and, and this is something I know before, um, before we hopped on this call, this is one of the things that you were talking about um, and, and how important this element, this next element is. So, uh, I, I'm going to set you up a bit, uh, you know, for this. So, um, again, anybody, anybody who's watching right now, we're not getting a ton of comments in right now, but I see we've got a, a number of people that are watching live. If you're not, so this is why this is up on the screen right here. If you're not currently watching from uh, facebook.com, uh, backslash real estate growth hackers, you want to make sure to get over there. That's where you can drop your comments in. If you're, if you're seeing this in your comments and you're wondering why we're not engaging with you, we are, we are doing this live right now. This is actually us right here uh you know for me it's uh 249 uh i'm in pacific on wednesday august 23rd is when i'm doing this so um we are doing this live but if you want us to engage with you if you have questions about any of this stuff we're, we're covering a lot right now you got to get over to facebook.com backslash real estate growth hackers and engage in the comments on there if you're engaging in the comments anywhere else if you're watching this video anywhere else we won't see your comments we won't be able to see you interacting so that's where you want to get over to if you want to engage um Anyway, but you know, before I know, I know we had been talking. One of the big things that real estate agents tend to drop the ball on is they get the lead, and maybe they call it once. Maybe they shoot an email. Hopefully, they do those things. <laughs> Hopefully, they do those things. <laughs> but but very often it doesn't go further than that. So let's talk Correct. a bit. Let's talk. What what is what does the follow up sequence look like to this to both get get the best extraction of value out of these leads but also to get as many people as possible to the open house what does that look like what a, what is that system great question so 
So now to, to summarize this, we've talked about, you know, who we're targeting. Right. We talked about the ads that we're running to get these people to opt in. Now right. that they're actually opted in, what are you how are you engaging them? How are you reaching back out to them? How are you going to get them to convert? Right. Uh, because if they don't, then there's no point in generating a lead. So right. what I recommend doing is when a lead comes in initially, especially from like a Facebook lead ad, there has to be, has to be, not can be, not will be, not should be. There has to be an email and a text message that goes out within a couple minutes of each other, or if not simultaneous to each other, because depending upon the email service provider, it might get there you know, within a couple minutes. Why is this? Why is the text? The emails only get opened at about a 20 to 30% rate. Right. right. From somebody that knows right. that you're going to email them. Right. 20, 30%. It might be higher than that for people that do business with you or have done business with you. But for the most part, from like a kind of a warm list, only about 20 to 30% of people are going to open it. Right. That's not the people that are going to actually act on it. Those are actually opens. However, text messages, text messages statistically have like a 99.5% open rate. You will not see on my phone a text message that has not been read. Right. Right. So you basically you're getting 100% complete coverage of somebody getting a text message and being able to see it. Absolutely. So why is that important? Because you can send them a message, hey, thanks so much for filling out this information. If you'd like to, to chat uh, about the listing, go ahead and give me a call at, and then you enter your phone number. And then they can work. They don't have to work for that. They get a text message, oh, sweet, real estate agent already reached out to me. Click on it, they give you a call, and then boom, now you've got them scheduled to come check out the house when they have some free time. Absolutely. Okay? Or, or they get text messages, right? They start, they start chatting. And they can chat chat with you directly from the text message. Here right. you go, boom. You know, text me at this number or call and uh, to learn more about this listing or to learn more about how I can find you a house in this area. Right. Okay. That's the initial. That's only two touches, though. I like to have about a 12 to 14 touch sequence in the first 48 hours. Right. Because if you can't get that person to engage with you in the first 48 hours, it's for the most part, it's a dead lead. I mean, you, <laughs> right. the likelihood that that person is going to engage with you is going to be very, very, very small after that point because you, know, you would you want to keep following up with that person over time, but you really want to have about, a, again, a 12 to 14 to 16 touch, depends on how aggressive you want to be, uh, over that first 48 hours. So in that right. first five, five, three to five minutes, they're getting an email and a text from you, okay? If they don't – now, I can set this up, and you can learn about this if you want, but I set it up to where if they open but didn't click on – because in the email, it actually clicks uh, – it sends them to my calendar. So, say, hey, let's set up a time to talk or for you to come you know, check out the, check out the listing if you don't have time to come to the open house, right? So, you can actually do showings uh, depending upon if you have the flexibility to do that um, uh, or, again, but it doesn't matter what the lead is. It could be sellers. It could be buyers. It doesn't matter. You send them to your calendar to say, hey, let's set up a time to talk. Right. Yeah, go to your so what I do is I set up an email sequence where if they open the email, right, and didn't check out the check out the link, I send them an email that says, "Hey, just wanted to make sure that you were able to see my calendar." Right. Okay. If they they never opened, then I send them pretty much. Oh, you okay? And this is within this is within six hours. So they get just a second, just a second. You cut you cut out there. Lead so let's say somebody. Goes, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure what you said uh, because I, I'm, I'm fair, fairly familiar with that, those kind of strategies that you're talking about. But you you mentioned if they don't uh, open the email, 
that, yep. that you're going to basically send them almost exactly the same email with probably Correct. a different subject line, right? Correct. Okay. Hey, did you get my, basically the, the second one's going to be, did you get my email? Question mark. Right. Did you get my email? Cool. Uh, if, they, if they opened it and they clicked the link, but they didn't schedule, right. then I send them a, a different one saying, hey, I saw you tried to schedule, uh, but didn't get the confirmation. Here's the link again. Right. Okay. Then I set up a sequence. And again, or kind of then this kind of sequences. But for the most part, you really don't even have to get that fancy. I can just set it up to where if the person already scheduled and they get that email. So, so many people get so caught up. Oh, it has to be perfect. What if they already scheduled and they get, you know, two more messages? To be honest with you, they're not really going to care. Yeah, you might get that one or two people here and there. It's better for you to follow up and have this sequence to reach out to those other 100 people that you have on your list than that right. one person that might get a little upset or might say, hey, did you realize that I was still getting emails about scheduling an appointment with you and I've already scheduled? And you say, oops, I'm sorry. Not, I apologize for that. You know, something happened and you were still on the list. Not a big deal. That's how you explain it away. And then what you do is you go in manually into your system and you now right two seconds right following up with these people um you're, you're almost you're, you're you're borderline really aggressive right you're you're borderline aggressive and you have to be because if you can if you don't reach out to so, um so let me so let me let me just go through the entire sequence of the of of this real quick and then i'm sure you're gonna have questions so yeah and we're gonna check just so that you know, Chris, we're going to have to go through it pretty quick. We're we're getting to the end of uh, end of our time. So how about we hit hit the high levels of this? Hit the high levels okay. of the uh, of the sequence. Let's let's kind of rapid fire through it. So in a, with a twelve touch sequence in the first forty eight hours, eight of those are going to be text messages, and I like to do one voice broadcast at the end. If I have if they basically haven't responded to any of that, I want to do one voice broadcast at the very end with an email and a text to make sure that hey. What's going on? Haven't heard from you. Knew that you were super interested. Haven't heard anything from you. Do you want to do this? So basically, eight emails, uh, twelve or four texts, and a voice broadcast. If you if you kind of do that thing, or even a manual phone call at the very end to try to see if you can reach out to these people. And that's the secret. You want to do all of that. Have that set up to where that that runs within like you have a couple emails go out a couple hours later. The next day, a, a one email in the morning, one email at night. Uh, and then at the very end of the 48 hours, you have another email go out and another text, and then boom, you're done. Right. So you basically get four emails that you know that be, um, they have a 20 or 30% response rate. So at the very end of it, you know that they've read and opened at least six different items from you, and probably and it depends on the voicemail or the phone call, they might have picked up or they might have listened to the voicemail as well. So six or seven, eight times that they statistically have opened or reached out to you and know who you are so that there's, you know, as you put them in sequences later, if they don't respond to you, don't schedule a time with you, they don't do these things, that, right. that you can actually follow up with them later on and put them into a uh, what what you need to know about being a first-time home buyer. Other just kind of generic real estate talk that you would do uh, and put people on a list to nurture them over a period of time. But that's the process when you first get a lead and to try to get these people on the phone and schedule an appointment with you so that you can do business with them. So so to, so to summarize, you cut out a little bit there. So I, correct me if I'm wrong on any of this. So we've got, uh, I think you mentioned there's going to be about eight emails that go out. Is that is that what you mentioned? Eight emails. Okay, eight emails. At the end of that, you're going to also uh, send a voice broadcast. Um, yep. There's lots of different tools that you guys can use to, to do this. Uh, 
you can either reach out to Chris to find out about how he can help you with that, or you could you know, Google around and see if you can find a solution you like. But uh, um, so voice broadcast, you're going to do a text message and an email as well at the end. Uh, you're going to send a text message at the beginning. Uh, and by the way, anybody who's not doing this, picking up the phone, right? Actually, picking up the phone and calling these people is a great way to uh, potentially reach them as well. So text messages, emails. But the, the key here is that you get a lead in, you're going to follow up with them very aggressively over that first you know, like two week period, basically, of, of, of very aggressively trying to trying to get in contact with them pretty quick. Um, very front heavy, because that's where you're most likely going to make your make your contact. Um, awesome. OK, so I, th- I think that summarizes the, uh, the the big point of that. On that on that note, guys, real quick, one of the things I do want to tell you about uh, if you drop a comment in the uh, uh, in the. Uh, you know, below this video. And again, you got to do that on, on the original broadcast. If you drop a comment that says lead tips, I actually put together a free training that you can get access to that I called ultimate lead machine that you can get access to where I talk through kind of an overarching strategy of exactly what it looks like after you generate leads. What do you do to follow up with them? If they, if they don't respond, what do you do? If you, uh, if you call and you find out that they're not interested in doing a real estate transaction, but you're still able to make contact, what does the follow-up look like in that situation? Um, you know, if, if, if they're hot and ready to go, what does the follow-up look like in those situations? If you want that free gift, all you got to do is drop a comment below this video on the original broadcast that says lead tips. My team will reach out to you, tell you how to get access to that free course where you can learn exactly how to, how to take these ideas that Chris is talking about and really pull them together and implement them and, and bring them into your business. So um, do note that you guys have, have the ability to do that. If you're listening to this on the uh, podcast, you can also get that by texting the word lead tips to 444-999. That's lead tips, L-E-A-D-T-I-P-S, one word to 444-999. Okay, so Chris, uh, I want to take this, uh, I want to take a quick opportunity as well. Uh, we got it. We do got to wrap up. It's, uh, it's, it's nearing the end of time uh, for, the, uh, for the show here. Um, but I, I want to make sure that people know, uh, what, what can people do? Oh, well, first off, fantastic content. Thank you so much for coming on and, and, and sharing this strategy with us. This is, this is a fantastic way that people can uh, be leveraging, you know, their listings that they get to generate leads from, from open houses to help sell these properties quickly and generate some leads in the process. Um, where can people go? Where do you want to send people to, uh, to, to find out more about what you're doing? Uh, how can they get in contact with you? What? Where, this is this is your opportunity to talk about uh, kind of sure. what, what people should do next. Uh, great question. So people can find me on Facebook. Just type in Chris Wyatt, C H R I S W Y A T T. It'd be a handsome looking gentleman with a blue shirt <laughs> on. Um, <laughs> either either my uh, business page or you'll find my personal profile. Uh, I, I interact with me on both. You can either follow the page. You can try to add me as a friend. Uh, either way is fine with me. Um, or I don't really have a, I have a couple sites set up for the real estate niche, but I'm doing right. some work on them. So I don't really have any where I want to send people as far as a website um, quite yet. Um, but if people have questions and want to reach out to me directly, the only. Oh, you're, cu- you're cutting out. Check out. So, so you, uh, you mentioned, so the, the, so the only place for people to connect with you, you cut out right after that. Uh, is really just, just give me a call or a text. Um, okay, you know, cool. I can give you my email too, but uh, just just text me or call me 954-756-0515. Again, that's 954-756-0515. Best way to contact me, text or uh, give me a call. Awesome. Awesome. Sounds good. And anybody who's watching this on the live, whether you're watching this now or you're watching uh, the replay, I will be updating the post. I'll make sure to uh, link out to uh, to Chris's pages and whatnot so you can reach out to him and, and, and contact him if you uh 
Uh, if you'd like to pursue working with them or if you'd like to you know, pursue answers to any of these questions, anything like that, Chris has uh, got some great results that he's getting for people. So excited to, uh, excited to be able to give you guys the opportunity to connect with him. Uh, I think I think that pretty much covers it for now. Yeah. Thank you so much, Chris, for coming on. Uh, it was uh, some fantastic content. I hope everybody uh, who is able to uh, get on goes out and actually you know implements this stuff and 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 is able to get those results. If you guys need any help getting this kind of stuff done, feel free reach out to Chris. Uh, reach out to me. I'm more than happy to uh, to help you with information and help you uh, with this. Chris is Chris is going to be able to help you get some of the stuff implemented and, and get you some great results there too. So uh, I think that'll uh, that'll be a wrap for now. Chris, I'm going to go ahead and uh, and and uh, say goodbye and uh, thank you right, again. Have a good one for coming on and uh, everybody who is uh, who is watching. Thank you again so much for watching Real Estate Growth Hackers live. My name is Zach Hammer. If you wanna make sure that you're getting access to this content uh, as we're coming out with it, we've got more shows coming out. We've got, we're doing this Monday through Friday right now at 2 p.m. Pacific. Um, I'd love to have you back on. I'd love to have you uh, uh, have you guys come on and watch and, and, and get this great content that we have for you. Uh, the easiest way for you to get uh, access to, to this stuff and to know when we're going live is for one, make sure that you like our Facebook page. But second, uh, secondarily, if you drop a comment below this video that says notify, uh, my team will reach out to you and let you know how you can get on our notification list completely for free, where you make sure that you don't miss any of these episodes as they uh, as they're coming out. So thanks again. It was uh, it was great having you guys on watching. I hope I hope this was beneficial to you. Uh, and uh, otherwise, I will uh, I'll see you on the next one. Thanks for tuning in to the Real Estate Growth Hacker Show. Remember, done is better than perfect. To turn the marketing ideas and tactics you just learned into real growth for your real estate business, visit us at realestategrowthhackers.com. If you like this episode, consider sharing it with another real estate professional who could benefit from the information. Or maybe you'd like to subscribe to the show to never miss an episode. And you can leave a rating or review on iTunes with your biggest takeaway, helping this show to reach and help more people just like you. Thanks again, and we'll see you on the next episode.